Sure. We lost Patrick Tony to the NFL, but I actually think Austin Armstrong might be a better fit for the Florida Gators in 2023. And we're going to talk about that here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Friday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Work with Whole Nine Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. And yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Everybody knows I'm a huge Patrick Tony guy. That was kind of that was kind of the thing when when people thought of me was, oh, this guy loves Patrick Tony. That's a thing that I stuck with, and I still do. But I I'm gonna tell you why I think Austin Armstrong actually might be better for the Florida Gators in 2023. And I think one of the biggest reasons is this is kind of the best of both worlds for most Gators fans, right? Because theirs will say uh, 48% of Gators fans were like, ah, I love Patrick Tony, like myself. 48% were, oof, no, we need to be way more aggressive. Send everyone. And then there's like the other, you know, we'll say, we'll, we'll, break, we'll, we'll say 4%. Yeah, I'm not going to break it up into more percentages. But the other 4% were like, just miscellaneous garbage. <laughs> but yeah, some of us thought, oh, Patrick Tony is pretty dang solid and modern. And a lot of us thought, oh, we need to blitz more. Guess what? That's what Austin Armstrong's going to do. Like, that's why it's the best of both worlds. People like me who love the, the complexity and creativity of Patrick Tony's scheme, you get to keep that because it, it's pretty similar. But those of you that were like, ah, we need to get a little bit more aggressive, which I said, you know, last week or two weeks ago, I said, Patrick Tony should be more aggressive in 2023. You're going to get that as well. You're going to get the defensive coordinator who in 2022 had the eighth highest blitz rate in college football. 40% of the time he blitzed. You're going to get a more aggressive Florida Gators defense in 2023. So be happy about that. And it kind of takes a lot from Austin Armstrong's previous landing spots. You take a blitz-heavy defense that coverage-wise mixes up everything. It mixes up not just Patrick Tony, who is a Ron Roberts disciple, but it takes Ron Roberts, who Austin Armstrong worked underneath earlier in his career. It takes Kirby Smart, Dan Lanning. It takes everything, and it kind of mashes it in together into Austin Armstrong's own personal style, which personally... I love, like, I've, I've been paying attention to it since the announcement, you know, midnight, Tuesday night, and I, I love this defense. You're going to see a lot of zone coverage. You're probably going to see more zone coverage, I think, under Austin Armstrong, and you'll probably see less quarters coverage, which I know uh, is thought of as a, a man zone hybrid. It's not really, but 
you're going to see less quarters coverage. You're going to still see it a solid amount, but you're going to see it less, and you're probably going to see more zone coverage. And it looks like Florida's defense, the Patrick Tony parts that I love and so many people love, because one of the biggest things about Patrick Tony's defense, one of the main selling points to fans was, was creepers. And creepers, formerly known as replacement blitzes, are you show for, you're not showing a blitz, but you drop one of your four down linemen or four guys on the line of scrimmage into coverage, and that's usually your jack linebacker, who's your pass rushing linebacker, and you drop him into coverage, and then you replace him by sending an off-ball player as a pass rusher there on a blitz. And that, that's creepers, essentially. That, that's, that's the watered-down version of it. You're still going to see that under Austin Armstrong. That's still something he does, and a big part of that is because Ron Roberts, who was at Louisiana over Patrick Tony, over Austin Armstrong, and then at Baylor, and now is at Auburn, that's something that he popularized. You see more and more of it because you see more and more defenses stealing from Ron Roberts' disciples. Dave Aranda. Patrick Tony, Dan Lanning has a very similar style. Austin Armstrong is now an incredibly young defensive coordinator that's still going to do that same stuff. So you're going to see that still. And one of the things that Ron Roberts loved doing also was not showing what you're going to do pre-snap. You don't have to, you know, show cover one and then play cover two. But one thing Austin Armstrong does I'd say better than Patrick Tony did is showing pre-snap the same thing and then showing different things post-snap. So when you are showing the same thing pre-snap to show different things post-snap. So what you'll see from Florida this year is a lot of too high shells as in just both of your safeties are deep over the seams and Maybe they'll play cover three. Maybe they'll play cover one and shift. Maybe it'll be, okay, well, Kamari Wilson's coming down to the flat now and it's cover three. Or Kamari Wilson's playing man coverage now. It's cover one. Or you'll see cover two and cover four. But it's going to look like the same thing pre-snap. That's the major selling point here is that pre-snap is going to look like the same thing way more often than not. But post-snap, you have no idea what you're going to do because that and a main reason for that is that it takes the it takes the control out of the offensive coordinator's hand. Because the offensive coordinator can say to the quarterback, hey, if they show one single, if they show a single safety, this is what we're going to do. If they show two safeties, this is what they're going to do. Because if they show a single safety, they're probably playing cover three or cover one. If they show two safeties, they're probably playing cover two, cover four. You don't get to do that anymore. Now you put the pressure on a college quarterback to be able to look at what you're showing pre-snap, which is almost always going to be a too high safety look, snap the ball, and then have to make an adjustment. Because it's not just as simple as, oh, they're playing cover two or cover four. We're going to show you the same damn thing, except we're going to drop into cover three, or we're going to rotate into cover one or cover three. And we're going to show you the same thing pre-snap, but post-snap, you have to make the correct decision as a college quarterback. That is one of the big selling points where Florida, uh, Patrick Tony did a similar thing in 2022, but he would show more single high and he would 
mix up pre-snap to post-snap. Austin Armstrong doesn't do that as much. Austin Armstrong is totally content saying, hey, we're lining up with two high safeties almost every play. You figure it out because you take the control out of the smarter person who is the offensive coordinator and you put the control into the hands of the quarterback. And if your quarterback is not able to quickly process what's happening post-snap, bye-bye. Like You're going to get hit. You're going to get sacked. You're going to fumble. You're going to throw a pick. You're going to screw it up. And that's a big point of Austin Armstrong's just, just chaotic nature, and I love it so much. Like this is going to be pure chaos on the defensive side of the football. And I couldn't be happier about it. I love Patrick Tony. And I love what he does schematically. And I love what he does defensively. But boy, I I am very excited for what Austin Armstrong is bringing to the table. And that's no disrespect, no slight. I can't freaking wait for Austin Armstrong to be the D.C in Gainesville and watch what happens with the University of Florida. We're going to talk about how he actually fits in with this roster in just a second. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. We're at the midway point of the NBA season. I am recording this shortly before tip-off. So if you're listening to this, guess what? The NBA is back, baby. You can bet on it. Now's the best time to download FanDuel, which is America's number one sportsbook, by the way. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So whether you're taking Kyrie threes, which I took, so we'll see. if You'll know now if I made money last night or not because that's a big focal point of my betting for Thursday night. I'm going to let you know that. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel dot com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more thanks again for making locked on gators your first listen of the day we're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts and now last segment I, I i gave you a bit of a look into what austin armstrong is going to do defensively and believe me you know I, i'm a scheme nerd with this stuff i have no problem admitting it that was one of my favorite things about patrick tony was he's a nerd and and so am i and so it's really fun And we're going to talk way more about this defensive scheme over time and as I get more familiar with it. But right now, we're going to look at how this roster kind of fits with it. And I will say this. Up front, the front four, you're not going to see too much of a change. But what you will see is a significant increase in the frequency of stunts that are going to be run. Stunts aren't really something that we spoke about much with Patrick Tony because it wasn't really something he did frequently. A stunt is one rusher will attack an offensive lineman at a certain angle to occupy them. So Desmond Watson might line up over the center, but he'll go attack the guard and try to push the guard just towards the tackle a little bit while Prince Liuman Mielin loops behind Desmond Watson and gets to rush between the center and the guard. It puts just an impossible situation. So the initial rusher kind of occupies the offensive lineman while the secondary rusher loops around and tries to kind of deliver the kill shot and get a clean shot at the quarterback. And you leave the offensive lineman in an almost impossible situation. 
and in an almost impossible position where NFL offensive linemen struggle with this fairly frequently and fairly often. So you're throwing college offensive linemen into this where they need NFL caliber techniques to stop it. I love stunts so much. The Tennessee Titans, one of the best teams in the NFL at running stunts. They do a fantastic job. Florida, we'll see how it carries over and how it translates, but this is an awesome thing that we're going to see. And I cannot wait for Tape Tuesdays to come back because, oh my God, I'm going to have so much fun going, oh, this strip sack was caused by a stunt. And it's going to be awesome to see because it's not just about blitzing and generating pressure that way. No, it's about generating pressure in every way you can. And Austin Armstrong with Southern Miss last season ran stunts on 29% of his plays. That's 69% nice of his plays came by blitz or stunt. We're creating chaos. We're creating pressure. Welcome to Gainesville. It's a pressure cooker in here because my Lord, are they going to deliver with the pass rush here? linebackers and the star position congratulations you're now another pass rusher they're going to see the most dramatic shifts here as blitzers shamar james and Derek wingo are often talked about as two potential starting off-ball linebackers in 2023 guess what in 2022 they were pretty efficient as pass rushers they combined for just 44 pass rush attempts 44 blitzes and they picked up eight pressures on those 44 pass rushes 18.2 percent pressure rate from off ball linebacker spot hell yeah i'll take that that's an awesome conversion rate for off ball linebackers they're gonna hit home like like they're going to do that and guess what they're going to be even better in 2023 because they're going to be taught to do that more frequently they're going to work on that more consistently work on developing that more consistently i can't freaking wait for this star position like i just mentioned before Trevez Johnson and Jadarius Perkins. In 2022, Trevez Johnson, and I know Trevez Johnson is not a Gator. That's not the point of this part. Trevez Johnson rushed the passer 3.5% of the time in 2022. Jadarius Perkins rushed the passer 0.8% of the time in 2022. Southern Miss, their two leading star players, their two leading nickel defenders, rushed the passer 12.8% and 11% of the time in 2022. We talk about creepers as being an opportunity to get your slot, whoever you want involved as a pass rusher. Patrick Tony tends to do it with the off-ball linebacker, which is fine. No problem with that. But guess what? Now you're going to see it out of creepers with your star player, whoever that might be, and just straight blitzes. This is going to be freaking fun. Like, like, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be so aggressive. I can't wait for it. I will say, coverage-wise, like I mentioned earlier, you're going to see a lot of cover three. Obviously, that opens up the conversation of Jason Marshall in cover three was rather inconsistent in 2022. I assure you he's working on that in 2023. He's going to be taught to play it a different way in 2023, and maybe that way will be better for him personally. I don't think there's necessarily a... a right or wrong way to teach cover three because obviously you have different responsibilities and different defensive schemes cover three is not just cover three it rotates all the time it changes all the time scheme to scheme even if we call it hey you're playing country we're playing country cover three which is just the base cover three that you see in madden where the strong safety comes down into the box and that stuff um 
even if you play country cover three in Patrick Tony's system, you could probably be taught it differently to play country cover three in Austin Armstrong's defensive system. So it's going to be different. And Jason Marshall is going to have to adapt and learn, but it's going to be awesome for players like Jaden Hill that thrive with their eyes in the backfield. I haven't been super high on Jaden Hill. I'm still not, but defensively, I believe that this is a significantly better fit for Jaden Hill under Austin Armstrong than Patrick Tony. So yeah, I love it. Like, like this is just an awesome fit. It's a great fit. And I realize I keep saying awesome. I'm sorry. I'm excited about the new defensive coordinator. And we're going to talk a little bit about his resume, we'll say. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about Austin Armstrong still. And, and I'm going to talk about him ad nauseum. But the interesting thing with Austin Armstrong is trying to determine who gets to take credit for him in their coaching tree because we know with Jalen Hurts this the past couple months it's been who gets to take credit for Jalen Hurts is it Alabama where he spent most of his time or is it Oklahoma where he was a Heisman candidate and, and where he had an awesome season and that really developed him as a passer you're gonna hear that with Austin Armstrong who gets to take credit for Austin Armstrong is it Ron Roberts because Austin Armstrong was a GA under Ron Roberts at Louisiana? Is it Kirby Smart? Because in 2019, Austin Armstrong was a defensive quality control coach for Georgia in 2019. So is it him? Is it Dan Lanning in Georgia? Is it Patrick Tony, who Austin Armstrong was the inside linebackers coach for Louisiana in 20 uh in 2020? Uh, who who gets to take credit is going to be a fun thing that we talk about for honestly, probably as long as Austin Armstrong is still being successful. He's 29 years old. He's a defensive coordinator in the SEC. Last season, he was the youngest defensive coordinator in FBS football. Like, this is something where you're going to have this conversation about just how good is he, who gets to take credit, what, what is he a disciple of, what's his coaching tree. And we're we're we going to talk about that. And that's a fine conversation to have. Not sure really the true value of having that debate other than padding someone else's resume. But Austin Armstrong's career, he was a GA in 2017 at Louisiana and 2018 at Louisiana. I make that distinction to also say Billy Napier was the head coach at Louisiana in 2018 and retained Austin Armstrong, which isn't something Billy Napier did in Gainesville. He he didn't retain staff members and coaches. That like he retained some staff members, but no coaches. No on-field assistants, if I'm not mistaken, were retained when Billy Napier came in to the Florida Gators program. So that wasn't something he did, which I, I take that as Billy Napier saw something in Austin Armstrong from a very young age because Billy Napier had no problem cutting ties with assistants in Gainesville, but he, he retained Austin Armstrong as a GA in Louisiana. So I, in my mind, I think, oh, he saw something from him almost immediately and decided to retain him. So that's one thing. But also I wanted to point it out because I keep seeing people report he was a GA under Billy Napier in 2017 and 2018. Um, no, he wasn't because Billy Napier wasn't in Louisiana in 2017. So believe it or not, no, he, he wasn't uh, under Billy Napier in 2017 and 2018. Billy Napier was not in Louisiana in 2017. He was an offensive coordinator at Arizona State. And then you look at 
Austin Armstrong's next stop, defensive quality control for Georgia in 2019 with Kirby Smart and Dan Lining. Awesome place to be. Like, that was right as Georgia was starting their actual ascension to elite college football program. Then he goes back to Louisiana as an inside linebackers coach, which is a big bump in Louisiana in 2020. He's there for one year. And in 2021, he becomes the defensive coordinator of Southern Miss. And he stays there for 2021 and 2022. Gets hired by Alabama as their inside linebackers coach in, on February 13th. And like a week and a half later, he comes to Gainesville as a defensive coordinator after Patrick Tony goes to the NFL. And I don't know about y'all. Like, I don't, I don't know about you all, but if there's a guy that Nick Saban brings in, and I know that the rumor is Nick Saban viewed him as a potential future defensive coordinator when Kevin Steele leaves, and you poach him, I'm cool with that. Like, even if you don't poach him, if there's a guy that Nick Saban looks at and says, oh, he's got a he's got a future as a potential SAC defensive coordinator, I want him on my program immediately. Like, I, I want him in my program because he's obviously got an insane ceiling as a coach. So, Austin Armstrong, your resume, check. The film that you've put out for two years as a, like, the schematic film you put out as a defensive coordinator, Check. You do the things that Patrick Tony did that I loved, check, but you do it more aggressively, which is what I asked for a week or two ago, check. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. So yes, I, I loved what Patrick Tony did. I wish he had more time to do it, but he chose to leave. Austin Armstrong is here, and Austin Armstrong, I think, is going to be a better coordinator for the Florida Gators in 2023 simply because I think he's a better fit given the personnel. I think he's a better fit given the play style of the SEC. And hell, I'm happy about it. So I hope y'all have an awesome weekend. Thank you for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day, we're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back Monday with Ventrell Miller joining the show for Monday. Ventrell Miller is going to be here. Florida Gator God. Just he's, he's a freak. I love him. Um, for your second listen, check out Locked On SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Get the best coverage on the best conference, including the best university, the University of Florida. Right there, baby. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. And I will see you all Monday with Ventrell Miller. <laughs>